0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life.
1: Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandro, and I'm talking with Nancy Klein, who is the proprietor of Klein Cellars and Hello, a mother. Michelle. <laughs> You're also a mother and a wife and, and an entrepreneur of sorts. A few, few of those things, that's, that's true. So let's jump right in and get to know you. Tell me, what was one of your first full-time
2: jobs? You know, Michelle, it's it's interesting. I because I have so many kids, and they're all going through the similar process that I that I did when I was young. I um, I fondly remember getting out of college and being sure that it was time to be independent and find a job. And I remember I was interviewed by a few companies and. There were small cubicles and lots of people involved, and I was sort of appalled, and my father was running a a propane marketing and distribution company, and he said, why don't you come work for me? And at first, I thought, oh, I'll never work for my family, and... After I saw what was out there, I gladly went to work for my father and did work uh, for him until literally the day he died, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. And what was that? What was your job? So I was in charge of wholesale distribution, and I I do blame that job on my overuse of expletives on occasion <laughs> because I was um, running about 20 truck drivers across the country in that were driving um, semis to deliver propane to various rail terminals and truck terminals. So I was in charge of, of supplying our retail um, stores with their wholesale products. Well, what an interesting first job well it you know it did help once I had seven kids. It helped in the uh, logistics of keeping track of them and um it taught me how to multitask at a young age and I think it was really um it was significant in that my father gave me a lot of responsibility at a young age. And instead of shying away from it, I embraced it. And uh, unfortunately, I continue to embrace it and I haven't stopped. <laughs> so I think I need to learn next how to s- stop being so responsible, but we can get to that later.
1: Well, you do attribute your father for the, your entrepreneurial spirit, correct?
2: Yes, he taught me, I mean, he was amazing. When I went to work for him, he was 75 and you know i look at that age now and i'm like oh my god i'll be asleep when i'm 75 <laughs> he was so energized and so such a, a tremendous businessman with tremendous integrity and really taught me the, the the easy stuff that we all know about supply demand but he also taught me about customer service and keeping the customer at all costs satisfied and happy. And that's not always easy. No, that's not easy. At well,
1: all. fast forward, you went to UC Davis, met your fabulous husband,
2: who owned a winery, right? Uh, he, Is that right? He, he did. He owned a, a semblance of a winery back then, and, and I'm not taking it away from him. But it was a much smaller organization than what we have now. As a matter of fact, he leased an old winery out in Oakley uh, down a farm road. And literally, back then, no one told us that we couldn't do it. And therefore, I mean, Fred borrowed on his credit cards, and all of a sudden he owned a winery. And so in we met in 1980 eh, maybe 82 or 83 and he had already started his dream and uh, so yes he did own a winery it was a little smaller than what you know of today that is Klein
1: so eventually you moved here to Sonoma
2: County we did we moved here in 1989 We lived in Martinez for a while, and then he commuted out to Oakley, and I commuted uh, to Proflame, which was my uh, father's company. And after I had our first child, and I was pregnant with our second child, I put my foot down and said that uh, I was not going to be commuting any longer, and he was welcome to come with me, uh, but I was moving closer to... uh, my family's business. And so we came to Sonoma, and we looked at this property, which is the winery as you know it today, and we also looked at a very small house in Novato. And we could, we could afford the house in Novato, and we could not afford the house uh, in Sonoma. And so, of course, we went ahead and bought the house in Sonoma, which was a good thing because it is now this beautiful property known as Klein Cellars. Um, And that was in 1979, which sort of seems like yesterday. Well, let's talk about Klein
1: Cellars and uh, your role in the
2: company. Um, Fred and I have, um, I I worked for a number of years for my uh, family company and um, certainly supported the winery in that regard. Um but Fred and I have worked collaboratively uh over the years um on everything from the the furniture to pick on the uh decks through to the colors of the buildings the um the empl- employee issues marketing issues um i um so it's been a, a definitely a collaborative effort.
1: Well, and you have a couple of other businesses as well: Green String Farm, your olive press. Are those businesses that that you are more actively involved in, or again, are you collaborating We're, with Fred? We,
2: um, it's a collaborative effort. Uh, I did work uh, full time at the olive press for um, a number of years. Uh, I love the process, I love the educational component that's involved with um, introducing people to to fantastic olive oil. It's so interesting to me that most of us were raised on what we thought was olive oil and was probably a mixture of canola oil and uh, various other oils that Italy could find to put in their, in their containers so it it is been um it was an extremely enjoyable time when i worked full time at the olive press but i i will say that with the seven kids who are all adults now i literally was getting a lot of phone calls and being given some challenges by the kids which uh, one would expect but it became sort of like I have to turn the reins over to someone and and help my kids um with their issues and and they were all good issues, they were just issues right. and so I stepped down from full time and now uh am working full time on um restoring uh a historical building in a small town in Nevada. Um and we'll be opening that as a hotel in May.
1: Oh, fabulous. Can you tell us
2: anything more about that? We, in um, 2011, we purchased the Mizpah Hotel in Tonopah, Nevada, and renovated that and opened it, and it was just a fantastic experience. Um, The hotel was built in 1907. It, It has touched so many lives, and I... I feel strongly that that uh renovating a building like that honors the people who have gone before us and I feel uh, drawn to do it and it's very satisfying so we renovated uh the Mizpah Hotel opened it and it now it serves as a respite between Las Vegas and Reno and you can stop over this eight-hour trip, and you stop right in the middle, you get a nice bottle of wine, you get some of our farm-raised beef, you actually get to step back in time and experience 1907 all over. Probably the sheets were not as nice as ours are (laughs) now, but um, it's just been such a wonderful project, and so we purchased the old bank building across the street from the Mizpah. And we renovated that, and we uh, are very excited to open in May. You have so many businesses. Is there ever
1: too many? <laughs>
2: um, now that's a good uh, question. Fred and I are sort of discussing that. We we do have a couple of breweries in Nevada, and um, we do have um, a a winery interest in Italy, and we have a um, a property over there as well. Um, I would say that there is a lot going on. There's a lot of balls in the air, but we haven't gotten the memo on how to sort of... um, Say no? Say no (laughs) and let go. So, and we're all, we're still both... Highly energized, so i don't we'll get there i 'm assuming, and I think when we 're ready we 'll figure it out right now we 're so inspired and excited uh, that we don 't want to slow down quite yet.
1: You mentioned that you have seven kids. do any of the children work for the for the, any of the businesses
2: the um Yes, and one of the things that I was going to say is, when I when I said that you know, Fred and I collaborated on the color of the buildings and and the uh, deck furniture. The the best part about having children is watching them grow up, come into their own strengths. And literally, we are so blessed. We have two of them that work here in the winery with us, and they are just incredible and I know I'm their mom and so it discounts what I'm saying, but they are actually just unbelievable um, members of our team and inspirational for Fred and I and literally approach everything like they are owners and they care. Their level of passion is tremendous. So uh, we're inspired by them. That's Megan and Hillary. We also have our son, Ramsey, who opened a casino and restaurant in Tonopah, Nevada, next to our hotel. And he's doing very well. And we have our daughter, Elsie, who is running the food and beverage um, department at the hotel oh. in Nevada. And our son, Henry, who (laughs) is a farmer and loves the soil and is um, really taken um, or, or walking in the footsteps of Fred, who is really a farmer and loves the land. So it's absolutely the best part of parenting is watching these kids come into their own and find their passions. What keeps you going? What drives you? Fred? You no, know, I just think, <laughs> I just think life is magnificent. Mm-hmm. And I think I have been so blessed. I'm so, I'm surrounded by incredible people, in incredible area that we live in. Um, I mean, today the sun is inspiring me. So I really try to grab something good in every day and it seems to work for the most part (laughs) that's great top moment of your career so far top moment of my career wow
1: or one of the top moments yeah
2: that one that's a tough one I have to or most proud moment Mm. well I mean the I'm not saying the most one of the most I think that um almost every day and I don't mean to to shy away from the question but You know, I am so proud of Fred and I for overcoming some of the challenges we've overcome. And we're in a great business. We have the best employees on the planet. And we still are here. And it's not easy to stay in business. And it's not easy to keep from becoming cynical. And uh, we do it with the help of each other. And so I know I'm sort of overstepping your question, but I literally am very proud that that we have been able to innovate. How's this for general? We've been able to innovate over the years and be successful uh, doing it. So I would say, in general, that's what I'm most proud of.
0: Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine. And at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by, check out over 8,000 bottles, and see why those who know wine always drink interesting at Total Wine and More.
1: Well, let's segue to your personal life.
2: Wow. (laughs) We'll, We'll do that.
1: You are a native Californian. I am. You live here in Sonoma. Is that yes. Your we, home we is live, here in Sonoma. We live
2: here in Sonoma. We've lived here since 79.
1: If I took a step inside your home, what would I see? Describe describe
2: your home for us. So we bought a home in uh, when we moved from the winery. We purchased a home in downtown Sonoma that was built in 1850. It's one of the oldest homes in... Sonoma, and as you probably have sort of picked up, I love history and really love um, putting myself in the position of being a, a, a historical individual and how how did they look at life and what was their perspective. So we purchased this old home and I um, I think the person may or may not be, ex- um, expecting what they would find in my home. There is always messes from one child visiting or another. Um, but there's also, I love antiques and collect um, antiques um, and literally sort of become very well acquainted with each antique and where it's been and what it's done and how it mattered to people and one of my most favorite pieces is a clock, a ship's clock that belonged to my grandfather who was a sea captain and I look at that clock um and probably five times a week and wonder what that clock has been through and and whether it judges what it's going through now. So I don't know if that would surprise anyone or not. I sort of sound crazy, but that 's what happens in my house
1: <laughs> i don't think it sounds crazy at all I think it's it's interesting you're picking up pieces that have meaning to you yes What uh, is the color scheme the de-
2: color scheme you know literally we uh, decorated it in a very victorian manner, um, probably overdone for some, uh, but I was so fascinated with the um, available wallpapers that were all original designs, and that really means something to me. So um, uh, we have a number of Victorian um, um, wallpapers um, and all the light fixtures are literally from historic homes and hotels in San Francisco. So it's really beautiful to me anyway.
1: Well, it's like taking a step back in time. It is. And, and it sounds like you've restored it beautifully. Any hobbies? I know that you are a big writer. I do
2: and am so happy that when I was eight years old, I, g- I was given my given a pony for my eighth birthday, and that pony walked down the driveway with a big red ribbon, and I... I am so thankful uh, to my mother and father for um, helping me develop a passion that um, I literally gave up when uh, I had these seven kids. And since um, the kids have left the home, I'm riding again and um, have uh, two horses, Sophie and Roger and um, show in American Quarter Horse uh, events and was uh, have been to the world twice and I want to go back this coming year and I would love to place um, higher than I did last year. Where and did you place last year? I placed seventh. Okay. And I would really like to be in the top five this year. Sure. But I travel... Um, some throughout the year t- horse shows in Scottsdale and Los Angeles and San Diego and um it it gives me something that I really relax and enjoy forget about everything and I think that's crucial so I love it and both of your horses are quarter horses
1: they are yes i had my first horse was a quarter horse too
2: Quarter horses are the best.
1: I think so. <laughs> They're pretty nice. I have to ask. We're in wine country. What do you like to drink at home?
2: Well, now that is another question <laughs> and I'm assuming you want me to tell you the truth of rather I rather do. than The obvious uh, reason, the obvious answer. I mean,
1: you might like wine every, you know, every now and then, of course, for obvious reasons.
2: Well, so what's happened to me is I have literally started seeking out lower alcohols. um, And I would hate to say that it's my age. I would like to say it's my wisdom. We'll we'll (laughs) sort of stick with that story. I like that. But I... um, so I've I've started drinking lower alcohol um, beverages, and actually Fred had Tom and Charlie, our winemakers at Klein, make up a eight and a half percent Riesling, um, which is fantastic at Klein. And so I will have a glass of Riesling or a glass of Prosecco. And I have been known to have a Campari spritz on occasion. But that's that's about as good as it gets. Okay. That's that's good enough.
1: Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you speak a a language? Do you collect something unusual? Do you have another hobby that people might not know about? Is there something out of the ordinary?
2: You know... Something out of the ordinary. I think probably collecting old hotels and restoring them is a little unusual. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. And Not common. I, <laughs> um, I um, just delight in history. And I um, would love to write uh, one day. I try to write, but it's pretty... You have to have patience to write, and I'm developing my patience as I, as I get older. Um, but I would love to write my family story so that it's there to pass on to my kids. Um, so I, I think people might be um, surprised by my, um, my tremendous love of history, but on the other hand, I think over my life, um, some of the restoration projects we've done probably um, let people know that that's a big por- part of my life. So maybe it's not a surprise. But mm.
1: I think you've listed several things that are surprising to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I've, I've been effective. I'm yeah, glad. For sure. You know, I didn't ask you this earlier, and it seems like a good time to ask now. When you and Fred were looking to move, move Klein, how did you choose Sonoma? I mean, you could have gone over there to Napa. You could have gone up to Healdsburg. You could have gone somewhere else. How did you choose this site? Well,
2: again, I I do believe that the universe works in ways that if we stopped and listened we could understand it but who has time to stop and listen and we chose this property and sonoma because um, when i was 17 i kept one of my horses here this used to be a quarter horse ranch and Uh, H. Salt Esquire owned this ranch, and I was a boarder at the time, and as a boarder, I was not allowed near any of the buildings, and boarders had to walk a certain path to get to the stable, and um, I remember at age 17, I looked out on the pastures. It was green. Of course, there were no vines, and I looked up. And it was a gorgeous Sonoma Day. I lived in Marin County and had driven up to ride my horse. And I looked out and I said, oh, my God, how can anyone ever own a piece of property like this? And, I mean, it was a conscious thought. And I, you know, I figured I'll never know. And literally, in 1979, when Fred and I were looking for a piece of property, we drove by. There was a for sale sign. And long story short, I learned that if you sell your soul to the bank, you can own anything. (laughs) So um, we ended up buying it. it worked out really serendipitously. And... It's just been such a beautiful, and it's such a historic property as well. The Sonoma Mission was here for about eight months. Uh, there's arrowheads everywhere. It was a huge Indian community. Uh, what a magnificent property to to um, give birth to all my kids and have their childhoods
1: here. Well, it is a beautiful property. I mean, the landscaping and the house alone are just spectacular. What do you enjoy most about living in the town of
2: Sonoma? Sonoma is so lovely. As a town, we walk in, we have dinner at Cafe La Haye. We are within two blocks of great eating. We There is a lovely bookstore, Reader's Books. We walk around the um square um it's just a lovely, lovely town we i- uh, again am inspired every morning I get up and look where we live we're so blessed, so lucky it's um it's really a unique spot for sure,
1: so if somebody asked you or told you they wanted to open a winery in
2: Sonoma County, what would you say to them? <laughs> I think it's, um, Fred and I, I'll, I'll tell you honestly, Fred and I um, are products of our generation. We bought the land, we put in the vines, we do it all. We have vines, we farm, we have the winery, we have um, employees serving the wine, um, we do it all. And I think these days um, the model might look a little more uh, reasonable if you um, put your wine in a nice bottle and sell it. <laughs> we, uh, we have tremendous expenses um, and the farming costs are huge. But, you know, conversely, we get to control the fact that we haven't used glyphosate here for 22 years. We don't want our wines chemically laden. Uh, We drink our wines, our our kids and our customers. We want to provide the public with a quality product even if um, people don't want to pay a premium and don't appreciate it. Fred and I um, need to participate in selling a quality product because you don't feel good otherwise. So what I would say is good luck to whoever wants to open a winery, um, and good luck, I'd say it three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: I sometimes wonder, you know, do we need any more wineries? But that's another story for another time. Let's wrap things up with five quick questions. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, these are lighthearted.
2: What kind of car do you drive? I drive a Sequoia, and according to the CHP that helped me last week when I was rear-ended by a woman who thought that the accelerator was a brake, uh, he said, you are in the best car on the planet because it's so strong and he's right because there was very little damage so I drive a sequoia and I it's my new best friend and luckily you weren't
1: hurt that's correct so So I'm all over it (laughs) absolutely
2: what is the last piece of candy you ate well this is a fun story I ate a blue hershey's kiss and the reason i ate a blue hershey's kiss i've
1: never seen a blue hershey kiss well
2: it's in a blue foil okay <laughs> and the reason i ate it is that our daughter elsie our fifth daughter is uh, just had her baby shower and she is due in april with our first grandchild so oh. and she's um, having a boy it is a boy it was a reveal party it uh it wasn't a reveal party, but it was a shower and we are very, 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 very excited about the upcoming event.
1: Oh, absolutely. First grandchild. That's
2: right. So you're out of you're, seven kids. You're yeah, you'd <laughs> think it's about time, wouldn't you? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. They need to get on with the program. The last person you wrote a handwritten note to.
2: Hmm. Wow, that's an interesting uh you know, I'll tell you, the last person, and I can't tell you his name, but we get letters from time to time, um, mostly from the Mizpah Hotel. And this lovely gentleman wrote me a two-page letter about how much he appreciated uh, the accommodations and coming back to the Mizpah. He hadn't been there since the 1940s. And he wrote me this lovely, lovely note, and so I hand wrote him a note back uh thanking him and telling him a few stories. so it really has been a long time uh It's unfortunate that we've lost that art, but I always reciprocate if I get a handwritten note so.
1: sure one of your favorite movies?
2: you know I just saw um it's I just saw it. Um, so it's my favorite because I can remember it I'm not good with books book titles or movie titles but we saw Fast and Furious and I loved it it's just about innovation, it's about perseverance um, inspiration, passion all the things that help me get up every morning so I enjoyed it very much last question
1: what's a song that you enjoy dancing to?
2: Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That is a funny question because (laughs) all my friends know that I can't dance, so... It could be slow dancing. It's a... um, uh, What I'll do is tell you that my favorite song is Moon River, and um, I love to dance with Fred uh, to that song, Um, but conversely, I heard a new... Huey Lewis song last week called um, Her Love is Killing Me and it's fantastic and I couldn't believe that (laughs) Huey Lewis released a song in 2020 and I heard it and I go finally there's some good music (laughs) so that's uh and I would and as a matter of fact I did dance to it because it's so good so For I think that that's probably more relevant than Moon River, and perhaps more relevant to answering your question. So I will say, Huey Lewis's "Her Love Is Killing Me" and it was just released. I don't know a week or two ago. So everyone should should turn it on, and they'll be dancing as
1: well I haven't heard it yet so I'm gonna to have to it's check good. it out
2: it's good Nancy so much fun to be with you today thank you so much
0: visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of wine country women